This podcast is brought to you by BrunerAcademy.com, your online resource for the best public speaking, presentation, storytelling skills courses. Become a rock star communicator in any setting. Visit BrunerAcademy.com. Never allow life's challenges to stop you from reaching for the stars. That is the mantra my guest lives by. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live Your Best Life with Liz Bruner. I'm Liz, and my guest believes that after battling and beating childhood cancer, it gave her a new sense of drive and determination to chase all of her dreams. One of those dreams? Running her own business someday. Vanessa Jakobsen, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, Liz. It's so nice to be here. It's wonderful to have you on the show today. You are the CEO of a franchise company called Blow Blow Dry Bar. I love saying that. And take great pride in being the original Blow Dry Bar. You say you're not a salon. You're not just another beauty service. So for those listening who may not know what a Blow Dry Bar is, how do you explain it? We are a unique salon concept in that we don't cut hair and we don't color hair. We simply wash and style hair and we offer makeup services too. I love that. Okay, so back in 2007, when this all started, this was really a revolutionary idea to provide, I'm going to call it runway ready hair at an affordable price. And you first opened the stores in Canada And then you came to the United States, and you're now even international in the Philippines with something like more than 100 locations, clearly not a trend. (laughs) How Mm -hmm. did this idea first come to you? Well, I can't take credit for it at all, Liz. I can only say that while I was not clever enough to have come up with the idea myself, I was clever enough to say, we need to buy this business once we discovered it. The backstory is that two women, a mother and daughter in Vancouver, Canada, came up with this concept, as you say, of having runway-ready hair whenever you want. So it was all about having that gorgeous hair, convenient, affordable, etc. We actually were investors in a children's hair salon concept that my husband and business partner had started back in 2001. And when we learned about Blow, we decided to acquire the company, turn it into a franchise. That was in 2009. We expanded first into the Toronto market and then into the U.S. And I joined the team about eight years ago now to start to drive growth in the company. So back to when you guys were running the children's hair salon, at that same time, you felt you were called to pursue a path that was really close to your heart, volunteering at the Pediatric Oncology Group of Ontario because of your own battle with childhood cancer. What was your diagnosis and even your prognosis back then? I was 13 when I discovered a lump in my neck that didn't go away, and a biopsy confirmed that it was Hodgkin's disease, cancer of the lymphatic system. And I was so fortunate, Liz, because I had the most wonderful pediatric oncologist, and he was very clear with me that I had a very good prognosis. This really speaks to the importance of supporting cancer research because he explained to me a few years, decades before my diagnosis, people did not survive Hodgkin's disease. So really treatment had come a long way. So I was very fortunate to have that good news. And even though the journey was challenging, it gave me that optimistic outlook. What helped you get through that cancer battle? And what did it teach you about yourself? It's so strange to me when I look back on it and reflect on the fact that I was 
only 13 years old because while I was certainly a mature child always, there was a wisdom that came with that experience. I just had this deep sense of knowing that this was an experience that I was meant to go through and that I would learn from it and come out the other side. Somehow at the age of 13, it came to me that it's not what you're faced with in life, but how you deal with it that matters. You went on to spend 11 years with the oncology group, but -hmm. then there came a point when you felt you had to kind of make a change. Something else was calling you and it was to fulfill a dream of running your own business. Now, making any kind of of career pivot can be scary. How did Mm -hmm. you know it was the time to have to make that change for you? It was just very intuitive, and I think that's how I've always made my career decisions. I had started out early in my career. I'd always been attracted to business, even as a child, I was interested in it, also really enjoyed drama and acting. So that took me on a different path in university to pursue theater studies. Came back to the world of business, eventually did my MBA. And then following my graduation, coming back to Toronto from the US and working at Procter & Gamble, I took some time off to have children. During that time, started volunteering for the Pediatric Oncology Group of Ontario as a survivor advocate. So when the agency, POGO, decided to get into the business of private sector fundraising, they said, how about joining our team and building out this private sector fundraising to supplement what we get from government and fund the things that the Ministry of Health in the province of Ontario doesn't fund? I kind of said, well, this is sort of odd. I didn't go to business school to go and work for a charity, (laughs) but I followed my heart. And like you said, I was there for 11 years. On the proverbial eve of my 40th birthday, I thought to myself, I'm not going to be happy one day if I look back, if I didn't take the opportunity to build a business, because that's really what I want to do. But it took me a year after that revelation to actually leave because Pogo and the work I was doing there really was my other baby. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I had not developed any particular functional skill set. I didn't even consider myself a professional fundraiser. I really didn't know what I was qualified to do. And then a trusted mentor, a business advisor said to me, you're a builder. And I realized that the experience I had had building out the private sector fundraising at Pogo really had been a very entrepreneurial venture. Mm -hmm. Nobody else in the organization knew anything about business or fundraising. They were medical professionals focused on that world. I had to learn how to build the brand, the consumer-facing brand of this organization, build the corporate infrastructure to achieve the fundraising, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought, okay, well, I'm a generalist and I can go and build a business. So my next challenge was to figure out which business that was going to be. And I took a little detour in the world of hedge funds and marketing in that space, which was fascinating. And I learned a lot, but was not for me. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying to my husband, I need to go and run our company, Blow Blow Dry Bar. And he said, it's a small business. There's no room for you. And finally, I elbowed my way in and have been there ever since. I love you talking about elbowing your way in because there is such power of perseverance 
And when you first got there, they really weren't sure that you were right for the executive team. And that's a position that a lot of women and even some men find themselves in. They get to a company and somebody's like, well, we're not really sure you're ready to be the CEO. How did you win their trust over enough for them to say, you know what, Vanessa should be the CEO? It really was a small company. There was just a handful of people at the office. We only had about 40 locations. So it didn't really need a CEO per se. The team was playing various roles and they were running the company as it needed to be run at the time. But the real opportunity was to come and grow it. So I came in initially to work on a special project. Right. And partway through that, I came back to my husband and said, there's so much opportunity here. I have this vision of what needs to be done to grow the business. Eventually, we agreed that we could find a way to make it work so that I could take on that role and do what we needed to do. You also talk about not only working for what you want, but fighting for it as well. Where does that kind of confidence and drive come from? I think it's a couple of things. Like I said, I I tend to trust my gut and my intuition when my gut says it's time for a change. And I just knew that I was meant to be running this company. I know it sounds kind of corny. Mm-mm. <laughs> it sounds honest. <laughs> it is honest. It, it's how I felt. My experience with my childhood cancer journey did take me down some very challenging paths and interrupted my youth in some fundamental ways. And when I came through all of that, I became very committed to the notion of pursuing my passions and doing what makes me happy. And I came to develop this kind of test for myself, which is to take it from a negative angle and say, would I regret it one day if I didn't run a company, learn to play guitar, take dance classes, volunteer for a charity, whatever it is that I'm feeling drawn to at the time, I hold it up to this lens of Will I regret it one day if I don't? Because I learned the lesson the hard way, as so many of us do, that you can't get time back. You just have to find ways to make the most of the time you have. Since becoming the CEO in 2015, you've grown the franchise to, I think, more than roughly 130 locations. How did you manage through the pandemic? Because people were not exactly going out and getting their hair done at that point in time. It was challenging times for sure. We have a wonderful community of franchisees. So our first job was to figure out how to protect them and support them. And it was quite fascinating to have the bird's eye view across North America and see how the COVID experience and management of the pandemic was playing out differently in different markets. And we had to kind of be flexible and pivot and provide tools and resources that were going to help support them, whatever market they were in and wherever they were at in the pandemic experience. So that was first and foremost. We had to make some tough decisions about Mm. the corporate team and sadly had to let go of a number of members of our team to just keep the company healthy from a financial perspective. But then we took the opportunity to figure out how we were gonna build back better and stronger. We actually found ourselves with capacity to do the things we'd been dreaming of that in the busyness of day to day, we hadn't always been able to get to. So we got to do some good reset strategic thinking. 
and figure out where we needed to position the business, what we needed to focus on. We were able to take the time to develop some new tools and resources to help our franchisees build their own businesses. And then as we started to build back up our corporate team, we were able to use that strategic plan to figure out what kinds of people we needed with what kinds of skill sets, doing what kinds of jobs, and built back a, a wonderful team with a wonderful and clear strategic focus. And I'm pleased to say, as we've continued to build back from the pandemic, our franchisees are seeing record results. That's fantastic. Let's talk about franchisees for just a moment, because I would imagine perhaps you're looking for people who may wish to be a part of this kind of a business. Who is your ideal business franchise owner? It's somebody who understands the joy that a service business like ours brings. We're, we're in the happy making business. <laughs> we're making people feel wonderful. It's also about how wonderful the business makes the team members feel, the stylists and other staff who are working in our bars. We are looking for franchisees who find it rewarding to build these wonderful places to work for the members of their team who can have this great place to go every day, earn a great living and advance in their careers. And then we're looking for people who aren't shy because to be a small business owner in a business like ours, you have to be comfortable being out there in the community representing your business, whether you're on the floor engaging with guests and your staff, or whether you're out there in the community knocking on doors and building partnerships for cross promotions and referrals. You fulfilled this dream of running a business. What is it that you love about being a business owner? Empowering others. Mm -hmm. It's so exciting to see how this business that we run brings this entrepreneurial opportunity to our franchisees. You know, there's so many people who dream of being entrepreneurs. Most people are not brave enough to make that move. And those who are oftentimes discover that being part of a franchise system gives you that safety net because you yes. have this proven concept with this built-in business coach and this built-in back-end business team. It's a really great way to get into business for yourself. It's so gratifying for us to know that we're providing this opportunity for our franchisees. And then it's so gratifying to know that we are creating this wonderful career opportunity for the staff working for our franchisees. And there's nothing that makes us happier than hearing about these stylists who've been with our franchisees for many years or stylists who are moving to a new city and look for the blow owner in that new city because they want to stay with the brand. Knowing that we're empowering people to live their own best lives is really what's so rewarding about this business. Anything else on your bucket list that you care to share with us, Vanessa? Well, so that <laughs> thing that I mentioned earlier is for real. I need to master that. I don't expect to become a, a master guitarist, but I want to be able to play and not stumble. So that's a personal goal. And then from a business perspective, we are looking to grow this business with more wonderful franchisees. We've just acquired a local business here in Toronto that does lash and brow services. And we're very excited to be able to expand the Blow Blow Dry Bar Inc. Corporation with additional brands that are in this beauty and wellness space. And we're looking to take that business into the US next year. 
And we will continue to look for other businesses also in the beauty wellness space to add to our portfolio. Sounds exciting. Folks, if you'd like to learn more about Blow, Blow Dry Bar, their locations and their services, or even possibly becoming a franchisee yourself, just go to franchise.blomedry.com. That's franchise.blowmedry.com. We'll have that in the show notes for you. Vanessa, thank you so much for sharing your story today and showing us the power of perseverance, no matter the challenges that life may throw at us. Thank you so much, Liz. It was such a pleasure to spend time with you. And thanks to all of you for listening. I invite you to subscribe to the show, write a review. I love hearing from listeners all around the world. And may Vanessa's story remind you that you can always chase your dreams and begin to live your best life, no matter your age. Until next time, be well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Fast Twitch Media, helping people tell their stories and giving them worldwide reach. The future is in the cloud and Fast Twitch Media can take you there. Be your best digital self. Check out fasttwitchmedia.space.